With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media. I am Benjamin Wargle, the Wisconsin football and basketball beat writer for BadgerBlitz.com, and I welcome you in to this week's show. Thank you, as always, for listening and making this show part of your day. Now, after Wisconsin dispatched Nebraska over the weekend, I dubbed this week that we're in now the gut check week for the University of Wisconsin men's basketball team. Now, beating Nebraska on Saturday was important in a number of different categories. It gave Wisconsin its first road victory in over a month, and it prevented Wisconsin from an ugly loss on their NCAA tournament resume. And more importantly, it put Badgers in a tie for sixth place in the Big Ten, three games out of first place, but a half game of a double bye in next month's Big Ten tournament with six games to go. And Wisconsin was coming home for two games in a row, for the first time since late November, which is hard to fathom, but certainly welcomed for a team that was 11-1 on its home court. The reason I, though, thought this was going to be a week that was going to determine whether Wisconsin was a pretender or a contender in the Big Ten or in the upcoming national postseason tournament was because of the teams the Badgers would be facing. And while Purdue and Rutgers are two unranked opponents in the national polls, Both schools are ranked in the top 35 of the NCAA net rankings, which replaced the RPI not too long ago, and both teams were physically dominant on their home court against the Badgers earlier this season. And both those games could be labeled as humbling moments for the Wisconsin program. The Scarlet Knights, with a lamp of three 6'6 players or taller, crushed Wisconsin on the glass, 40-26, and that included a 14-3 edge in offensive rebounds. That disparity led Rutgers to finish plus 18 in second chance points and plus 14 in points in the paint in a 72-65 victory on December 11th. As we sit now here in late February, the Scarlet Knights are most likely an NCAA tournament team because they haven't lost a game on their home court, a game that Wisconsin easily could have won earlier this year that they let slip away. But before the Badgers have to worry about that return matchup against Rutgers this Sunday, UW had its hands full with Purdue a team who is a tough matchup for the Badgers, a squad that's hard to guard, and a program who creamed them last month in West Lafayette. Purdue won that game 70-51 to in Mackey Arena because the Boilermakers had as many offensive rebounds as Wisconsin had total rebounds, which was 16, and they rebounded nearly half of their misses, and they finished plus 26 on the glass. Now, when I asked Aleem Ford, the Wisconsin junior, about this upcoming week on Monday, He called playing Purdue and Rutgers a test to see how much he and his teammates have improved physically and mentally since those two humbling losses earlier this season. Now, during their first exam Tuesday, which is fitting considering it's midterm week on the University of Wisconsin's campus, the Badgers didn't get an A, but they certainly did enough to pass, and Ford was a big reason for it. The junior, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, scored a career-high 19 points and had seven rebounds as Wisconsin held on to a 69-65 victory. Wisconsin held its own on the glass and came up with some clutch offensive rebounds over the final four minutes that swung the momentum back in their favor. The Badgers' defense was again superb in holding another opponent under 40% shooting, 
and when the offense flittered away over the final five plus minutes, the Badgers made their free throws by going eight for eight over the final 30 seconds. And that's what we're going to focus on today. This big win over Purdue, the good, some things that need to improve, nothing really bad. And we're going to talk about Aleem Ford. I spoke to assistant head coach Orlando Tucker earlier this week about Ford. You're going to hear some of that conversation later in this podcast. So there's a lot to dive into, and we're going to get to it all shortly, but we should mention that this podcast is being sponsored in part by Omax Health, which has developed a natural pain relief solution to get rid of those nagging muscle and joint pains immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, especially when it's cold out like it is this week in Wisconsin. Chronic pain can and does affect your life. CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health, is a non-prescription, triple-action-based relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is, this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to 8 hours, much longer than most over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. This discount also applies to any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter OVERTIME. That is omaxhealth.com and enter code OVERTIME to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. There was no debate for Purdue head coach Matt Painter in determining what separated his team from Wisconsin on Tuesday night. It was the late-game offensive rebounds. Now, the Badgers entered the night 293rd in offensive rebounds nationally, with 8.6 per game. Now, keep in mind, there's 350 Division I teams, but that's besides the point because Wisconsin secured 10 offensive rebounds against Purdue. Seven of those came in the second half, and five came on a four-possession stretch that proved instrumental in milking clock and putting some free throws on the board. Nate Reavers had one that he converted into two free throws. Brevin Pritzel had a pair of them that resulted in two free throws. Brad Davison had one in the final minutes. Now, UW only scored four second-chance points off those five offensive rebounds, but those fresh possessions caused time to tick off the clock and the Boilermakers to exert more energy on defense and Wisconsin to score just enough from the free-throw line to counter whatever Purdue did on the offensive end. Wisconsin went 19-for-20 from the free-throw line overall for a season-best 95%. Now, you break that down farther, Wisconsin went 15-for-16 in the second half on the free-throw line and Davison and Pritzel were perfect on their eight attempts in the final 28 seconds. That was the highest percentage of at least 20 free throw attempts for Wisconsin since the 2014 National Semifinal against Kentucky, and the second highest free throw percentage in the history of the Kohl Center, only falling short of the 25 for 26 effort against Michigan State back in 2011. A year ago, Wisconsin was one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the country at 64.8%. This year, the Badgers lead the Big Ten with a 76.8 free throw percentage. And that certainly helps the Badgers make up for nights when they only shoot 38% of the field like they did on Tuesday. Here is senior guard Brevin Pritzel talking postgame about Wisconsin's production on the offensive end over the last few games. The numbers aren't always going to show the efficiency. I mean, it says we're 38%, but we also had 13 assists on those 19 field goals. And that means the ball's popping, guys are all in the action. You know, we're moving the ball, not just a set offense and I think that's really what's benefiting us is the last couple of games you know that ball's kind of popped around find the open guy hitting shots but then defensively you know just staying true to our principles 
you know, we gave up a couple offensive rebounds, but we were able to make the crucial ones when we needed to. So I think that's just sticking to our game plan, you know, defensively, but also offensively moving the ball. Now, in addition to Wisconsin offense, it also helps that, that the Badgers are starting to play to its identity that they've developed over the last 20-plus years under Bo Ryan and Greg Gard of being stingy defensively and with ball security. As I mentioned earlier, Wisconsin limited Purdue under 40%, 39.7 to be exact, and the Badgers have held opponents under 40% shooting in five of their last six games. Badgers have also committed just nine turnovers on Tuesday, with finishing with 10 or fewer giveaways for the fifth time in the last six games. UW lowered its turnover average to 10.3 turnovers per game, which is the fifth best mark in the nation. Now, all these are really good positives. All these, all these things are easy for Wisconsin to build on as they kind of are making this surge. But like I said earlier, that while this was a passing grade, it wasn't an A grade. Why? I mentioned the five-plus-minute scoring drought, and a lot of that comes from Wisconsin having to settle or choosing to settle for perimeter shots. Now, the Boilermaker's size makes it tough for most teams to get consistent offense at the rim. However, a team needs to at least show an effort of touching the post on most possessions. Wisconsin hit 12 three-pointers, which has kind of been their M.O. to shoot a lot of perimeter shots. But the Badgers went 0-5 for 5 over the last 7 minutes of the game and appeared to sell too often for either perimeter shots without touching the post or attempts by point guard Dimitri Trice where he appeared content dribbling down the shot clock before attempting a deep shot just as the buzzer is about to expire. Now, whether that shot goes in or not, those are not quality possessions for Wisconsin, and head coach Greg Gard alluded to it as much after the game. Now, for the game against Purdue, the Badgers went 12 for 31 on three-pointers, 38.7%, and just 7 for 19 on two-pointers at 36.8%. Wisconsin got a couple dunks, they got some back cuts that led to some open looks, but Wisconsin didn't nearly touch the post enough. And Pritzel said UW plays better when the ball is, quote, popped around to find the open guy for a quality shot, which is evident by Wisconsin having 13 assists on their 19 baskets. And over the last three games on this three-game winning streak, Wisconsin has 49 assists on 74 field goals. But on Trice's three-point attempts around a minute left in the game, with Wisconsin looking for what probably was going to be that knockout punch, the ball stayed in his hand and outside the arc. Now, especially coming out of a timeout, which was the case for the second attempt, the Badgers need to be more creative and aggressive. Purdue was in the was in the double bonus. Wisconsin draws contact, they get two free throws. Wisconsin appeared to just settle on wasting clock and attempting a late shot. That's lack of that's like prevent defense in football. It doesn't work most of the time. Wisconsin is better when they can attack, and was and Purdue had a number of players who were battling foul trouble. Wisconsin missed an opportunity in that situation. And speaking of aggressiveness, Tuesday was a sign that the Badgers had improved in the physicality department, but they are going to have trouble down the road matching up with bigger, taller teams henceforth, which is not a glaring surprise considering that most of the rotation players this year for Wisconsin are guards. Now, UW had its missteps with pick-and-roll sets and losing shooters, but 6'9 sophomore Travion Williams, who's built like a bear, snagged five offensive rebounds, leading to 12 second-chance points in the opening half. Now, UW was better with Williams in the second half, but still, there's too many opportunities for Purdue to get easy looks at the rim. Purdue finished plus seven on the glass, scored another 19 second-chance points against the Badgers, that's 38 second-chance points in two games, and were plus 22 on points in the paint. Those would be two 
critical things to watch on Sunday when the Badgers face a Rutgers team that also bullies opponents on the glass. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But let's now all be all negative here. Let's finish on a positive note. The Badgers are getting better on the glass because Micah Potter is getting more comfortable on both ends of the court. Wisconsin is now 11-5 since Micah Potter has been eligible, compared to 5-5 without him, and have that first and have their first three-game winning streak since December. Thanks, NCAA. And even more so, Wisconsin is 4-1 since Kobe King officially announced his transfer, and the Badgers are playing some of their best basketball of the season. Here's what Gard had to say about the hot streak after the Purdue win on Tuesday. Well, I think we've continually gotten better. Um, and I think we've, we're playing together, uh, and I've, I've talked about that before, just the unification and the togetherness of this group has allowed them to, you know, we always talk about this, the, the whole being greater than the sum of the parts, you know, and, and that we've had different guys. I mean, Aline Ford is, is playing some of his best basketball, um, you know, up and down the lineup. Like I said, we've had great contributions, and they don't care who does it. They're very unselfish from that standpoint as long as our team has success. And we're still learning. we got a lot of things we can get better at. But uh, I like the togetherness. That's been the the thing that's allowed us to surge here a little bit, I think. Right, historically, uh, under you and Bo, this program has really hit its stride in February. Are you, are you seeing some of that? And was it maybe a little more difficult this year with, you know, you've had a little roster, like a roster continuity? Well, I think you, you always try to get better as the year goes on. And, and that's maybe things that we didn't quite understand or figure out or were good enough in November and December. And, you get into January and then into February. Hopefully, you're you should be hopefully uh, crescendoing up and, and starting to play your best basketball and your most complete basketball um, later in the season. So uh, I don't know if it's any specific. I don't have any magic wand or recipe, and it's the players that are doing it and that are, like I said, are buying in and figuring it out, just becoming more and more comfortable with each other, which you would hope happens as the season goes on. They understand everybody's strengths and weaknesses and and they understand what the team needs at a certain moment and, and they're willing to give that. You're listening to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media and Simply Safe. Every night local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the alarm company can tell them is that the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security is different. If you are one of those people who is hypersensitive to every single sound and thinks someone is trying to break in, causing you to have a try night of sleeping, Simply Safe is the solution. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home with outdoor cameras and doorbells alerting you if someone is approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard the inside. 
And Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 24-hour monitoring by live security professionals, and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts for a system you can set up yourself. And because of Overtime Media, if you visit simplysafe.com slash overtime, you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. So you've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash overtime so they know that our show sent you. Now, there have been a lot of players who have elevated their game since King quit in various ways. Pritzel has become a bigger force on the glass with at least five rebounds in the last three games. Brad Davison tied his career high with 30 points over the weekend at Nebraska. Nate Reavers has helped UW close games with good second-half performances the last two games. And Trice, despite some suspect shots, has 35 assists and 10 turnovers over the Badgers' last six games. However, no one on the roster has elevated his game more than Aleem Ford. Ford had a career-high 19 points against Purdue and a career-best five three-pointers, going five for eight from three-point range. He scored 14 points in the first half, which was then a new career-high for points in a conference game for him, and he tied his career-high for three-point makes in a game in just 20 minutes. Now, Ford has scored in double figures in four of the last five games, but he's not just bringing a pop offensively. He's also being active on the glass which is something Wisconsin needed after those ugly losses against Rutgers and Purdue earlier in the year. Ford pulled down seven rebounds against the Boilermakers, and that's coming after he set a new career high in rebounds the previous game, and then a new career high for rebounds on Saturday in Nebraska with 10. He's averaging 8.7 rebounds over the last three games. And to put that number in, in comparison, in the 64 games he played his first two seasons at Wisconsin, Ford had at least seven rebounds twice. Now, aggression and attacking is one thing that Ford has always kind of struggled with, but that hasn't been the case anymore. And one of the coaches who has worked extensively with Ford is assistant coach Orlando Tucker, who joined the program this year in the wake of Howard Moore's accident. I spoke with Tucker earlier this week before the Purdue game about Ford, about kind of what has helped the junior over the course of the last several weeks. How has he emerged over this month of February for the program? And here's part of our conversation. How did you scout Aleem? What was your impression of him before you got to mold him and kind of started working with him? Yeah. Well, it's first the first thing I, I wanted. I saw he had a he has a body. He has the the skill set to be very good. And one of the things is I just thought he was a very passive, very passive. When I was looking at it from the outside, and I was like, how do we? Let me learn. Let me learn who he is. Let me figure out how we can kind of get turn that turn that you know do a 180 with that because I just felt like if he was more aggressive, more aggressive mm-hmm. to the ball, more aggressive defensively, he could be you know a major player in the Big Ten. Just looking at his body type, looking at his size and his ability to shoot. Some people naturally have that, and some people need to just have that ingrained in them. How difficult was it for him and for you guys just to kind of keep push him to, to to fit into that mold? Because I mean, it's it certainly happened yeah. the last couple of games, but it it was kind of like flash in the pan for the first uh, like two and a half years that he's been here. Yeah. Well, when when do you? How hard was that for him and for you guys to just kind of convince him that's the way he has to play? Well, for me, it's been, I mean, I've been working with Aleem since I've been here. So mm-hmm. for me, it's, you know, I wasn't here the prior two years to this, but to me, it's all about confidence, about how do I get him to feel as confident as possible. So we watch, me and Aleem sit and watch a lot of individual film together. I just pick clips and I constantly try to uh, teach. Everything I try to use as a teaching point, even in games, I'm kind of in his ear here and there. So we have a great rapport. We have a really good rapport. I think he trusts me a lot. So even when he was having games where he was 
trying to figure things out. You know, you go through these bumps and bruises throughout the year, and I was on constantly on them about just staying confident, remain confident, and give give something out there on the court that you see that we don't have, and be aggressive. And I think he's picked it up right now. And it's just been from that point, it's been positive reinforcement. Like keep doing that. Let's do that. It was he was he someone that you could be brutally honest with, or can you sugar? Did you have to sugarcoat things with nah, him at all? I think the guys trust me a lot because they know I don't sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. They know I keep it brutally honest. I'm very it's been that frank. way ever since I've known you. <laughs> yeah, constantly. I'm frank. Coach Kravinov was tell you the same when I was in the locker room. I think that's the only way people can hear and understand, and we can get them. I feel like as a coaching staff, as a, as a leader, as a mentor, you get the most out of people when you can be brutally honest. Now you don't just hit them, you know, over the head like with a right. hammer. You kind of understand how you you can give the honest opinion, but not only just say, "Hey, this is a problem. Create solutions for it." So I bring solutions for them, and that's uh, you know, that's something that's been. I think he's received it. It's been. It's been, uh, it's been really receptive to it. When do you think the light bulb moment came on for him? Certainly the Michigan State game is when maybe people noticed him because he seemed more aggressive in that game compared to where he'd been previously. Was that the moment where it kind of clicked, or had you seen it maybe leading up to that moment? I think it's just, yeah, I think, I, and I don't, for him, you probably have to pick his brain mm-hmm. on, on how he felt going into it. I know we've constantly been talking, but you can see it there. You can see he felt more comfortable out there, and he felt like he's, I mean, the team was leaning on somebody to step up, and that's where he, I mean, he had a flash, he had some good defensive plays, he had some, he knocked down some shots. That's always, that bodes well for your confidence. When you're a guy and you're out there and you get some shots to roll in, especially throughout this this point of the season. You played a lot of games, and once that, that switch flips, it's like, you know, it, it can carry over. It can, and it's, We've been seeing a carryover from that game, but, I mean, honestly, it's the way he's been preparing, the way he's been in practice. He's been really good in practice. He's been focused and locked in, and that's why I tell him all the time. I say, you have to be locked in every single day in practice, and that's going to carry over in the game. And I've been seeing his, his demeanor change in practice, for sure. That, again, Wisconsin assistant basketball coach Orlando Tucker, and you know, Ford's one of the big reasons why Wisconsin's now 16 and 10 overall and 9 and 6 in Big Ten play and firmly in the NCAA tournament discussion. Probably is a solid eight seed. Could easily move up to a seven with some of the games they have coming up. Rutgers is another top 30 opportunity for the Badgers. You know, Wisconsin is sitting, as we record this, in a five-way tie for third place in the Big Ten heading into the weekend. That's pretty impressive, considering all the distractions that has impacted the program this season. From the coaching staff to the players. This is a impressive kind of run that the Badgers are going on. And with more home games coming up, Rutgers, Minnesota, Northwestern, there's opportunities for Wisconsin to get to 20 wins before the start of the Big Ten tournament. And with this team once at 5-5, five and five, I don't think many people would have seen that coming. That's our show for this week. We appreciate you listening in. For all the latest on Wisconsin football, basketball, and recruiting, log on to badgerblitz.com, wisconsin.rivals.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Badger Nation. For recruiting news, follow John McNamara, our site publisher, at McNamara Rivals on Twitter. And, of course, the Badger Blitz Twitter account, at Badger underscore Blitz. We apologize for not having a guest this week. We will try to get a really good guest to make up for it next week. We will recap Wisconsin's performance against Rutgers. We'll preview Wisconsin and Michigan. And we'll recap the latest going on in the University of Wisconsin here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.